So we continue on the book of Revelation, chapter 7. Uh, before we start, just to, to open us in prayer. Father, Lord, I thank you for this wonderful day. Thank you that you made it possible for us to gather here, to be in your presence, to glorify you, to lift your name high, to sing praises unto thee, and to testify thy goodness. This morning, as we are going to look into your words, so Lord, we pray that your spirit will be with us, will fill this, on, uh, this room, and you speak to us. Even through an unworthy vessel, blessed be your name. Amen. Chapter 7, the book of Revelation, is talking about the, the seal of Israel. When I was looking at this, at the beginning, it made no sense to me. Like, you know, it was just, and um, given the stress of the week, um, Emmanuel was on the news here <laughs> last two weeks about hurting his eyes. Now, on Tuesday, um, that was on Tuesday last. He also cut his finger between the doors. So between these four, um, two weeks, he's been a lot, been through a lot of um, pains. But um, he's strong. And on Friday, that was the first, we went to the hospital for the final check, you know, the, the doctors, we had appointment with them. So they said everything is fine and they are happy with the healings. So thank God for your prayers and um, encouragement. Um, last week, as Brian led us through chapter six, we, we looked through Revelation chapter six. Yeah, he took us through Revelation chapter six. And um, we saw the opening of the first seal, which spoke about the conqueror and the conquer, conquering of the earth. The second seal talked about the conflict on earth. The third seal spoke about the widespread of death on earth. The fifth seal, the cry of the martyrs. Thank you. And last but not the least, thank you. And last but not the least, the sixth seal, which talk about the cosmic disturbances. And if we look at all these things, all these things are happening. Number one, nations are rising against nations. The conqueror is around the corner. The second, the conflict on earth, 
every corner of the globe you will see conflicts scarcity we are all witness those that drives can tell you how many percentage of you know increase in the price of fuel everything when we talk, look at uh, the check your the price of every commodity it has gone up significantly but that's the beginning the widespread debt on earth is happening is here people are dying for their faith even this morning the testimony we see is about persecution this is one of them cosmic disturbances earthquakes here and there fire you know natural disasters all these things are around the corner go with me to chapter 7 please the seal of israel after these things i saw four, i saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth holding the four winds of the earth that the wind should not blow on the earth on the sea or on any tree then i saw another angel ascending from the east having the seal of the living god and he cried with a loud voice to the four angels to whom it was granted to harm the earth and the sea saying do not harm the earth the sea or the trees till we have sealed the servants of our god on their foreheads and i heard the number of those who were sealed 140000 of all the tribes of the children of israel five of the tribe of judah 12000 were sealed of the tribe of reuben 12000 were sealed of the tribe of gad 12000 were sealed of the tribe of asher 12000 were sealed of the tribe of naphtali 12000 were sealed of the tribe of manasseh 12000 were sealed of the tribe of simeon 12000 were sealed of the tribe of levi 12000 were sealed of the tribe of issachar 12000 12000 were sealed of the tribe of zebulun 12000 were sealed of the tribe of joseph 12000 were sealed of the tribe of benjamin 12000 were sealed after these things i looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number of all the nations tribes people and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with a loud voice saying salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne and to the lamb all the angels stood around the throne and the elders and the four living creatures fall on their faces before the throne and worshiped god saying amen blessing and glory and wisdom thanksgiving and honor and power and might 
be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders answered, saying to me, Who are these arrayed, arrayed in white, in white robes, and where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you know. So he said to me, These are the ones who come out of the great tribulations and wash their robes and made them white in the pool of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat for the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of water and God will wipe away every tears from their eyes. Amen. Chapter 7 is an interval in the chronology in a chronological event of revelation showing God's program of grace and salvation during the period of judgment. The wind here represents God's judgment on the earth, and the four angels are restraining agents who hold back the judgment until God's special servants can be sealed. It begins with John's observation of four angels at the strategic cardinal points holding back the destructive forces that were set to descend upon the earth. In verse 2, he also saw another angel coming from the east and holding the seal of the living God and a loud voice call on the four angels to whom it was granted to destroy the earth and the sea, saying, do not harm the earth, the sea, or tree, until we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. These angels sent from God was probably an archangel or may even be Jesus himself. And this angel is entrusted with the responsibility of taking a signage and putting God's mark upon the group that will be protected in the midst of the wrath of God. Even though these groups will be on the earth during these terrible rots that shall fall on the inhabitants of the earth, they will be protected, for they are sealed with God's name on their foreheads and very visible. It is important also to note that in catching away the church, we, the body of Christ, are going to be with the Lord. This will mark the end of the church age and will signal the beginning of the tribulation. 
Tribulation is a terrible period and a very turbulent one appointed for destruction of the earth. But according to the scripture, there is immunity for those who put their trust in Christ. For God did not appoint us unto wrath and judgment, but unto salvation. If you go with me to the, the book of First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians chapter five. I will read from four to ten. And he said, But you brethren are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleeps at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober. Putting on, putting on the breastplates of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Amen. In a nutshell, it's saying that those, the destruction will come, as stated, as revealed. But those who are in Christ Jesus, whether dead or alive, are protected. Nothing will happen to you. As long as we are in the world and we put our trust in Christ, we are immune. To all these things. His grace is enough for us. Revelation chapter 6 ends with a question of who will stand? Here this chapter have the answer. Here, who will stand for us? Unbelievers, no matter how strong, cannot stand. Those protected by the Lord are able to stand, whether on earth or in God's presence in heaven. Those are the children of God. Those that are sealed, they are the ones that will stand. Here we have, we have two distinct groups. 
that will survive the divine fury. And this includes one, the 144,000 Jews, evangelists on earth. We can see that uh, verse 1 to 8. And secondly, there are converts in heaven, as is in verse 9 to 17. This chapter also seems to look back at the time frame or the period covering the six seals with a view to enable the 144,000 servants of God sealed before the tribulation begins. The reason it was not done was because these people, these servants, were not sealed yet. And that's why the message came, that the destructive agents that they should hold on until this is fulfilled. And when this is fulfilled, that's when the destruction will come. And as we know, this revelation is, if I may say, a little bit of very, very complicated and controversial. But here is the one thing I see here in the Bible. We say interpret, interpreting revelation. Interpreting revelation has caused much debate. And at least four standard methods for interpreting the book have developed. The preterist, the preterist view, they view the book as referring almost exclusively to the first century events. Historians view the books as referring to the unfolding of church history until Christ's second coming. You have the idealists. They see the book as symbolizing the internal conflict between good and evil. You have the futuristic, the futurists. They see the book as mainly about the end times. And sometimes interpreters blend two or more of these approaches. Furthermore, the thousand years of, as is in verse 20, uh, chapter 20, 2 to 6, has been the basis of three different views of the millennium, which is the Latin word for thousand years. The amillennia, no millennium, interpretation sees Christ as ruling spiritually in the church. Now, Satan has been bound or at least hindered during this present church era. And according to this view, there will be no literal thousand years reign. Instead, Christ reigns through the church for an unknown number of years before he returns. Church, or rather the, the post-millennial, after the millennium interpretation, understand that by the spread of the gospel, the world will become progressively more Christian. When the world becomes completely Christian, 
there will be a millennium. Then Jesus will return in glory. And on and on. And that's the more you read, the more you go through this, more confusion comes into you. But the thing is, we have to understand it just as simple as possible. Through the eyes of faith. Because all these thoughts, all these views are very, very complicated. They are very, very confusing and they are misleading. Especially if you don't have a stand. So, as it looks, uh, uh, this chapter also, as it seems to look back to the same time period covering the six seals, this is just a time just to enable the 144 servants, 44,000 servants of God to be sealed. But the question is, who are these 144,000? One commentator put it this way. In a, in a multiple miraculous incidents, 144,000 Jews will be brought to faith in Jesus as the Messiah and the Son of God and will become powerful evangelists. At the very end, the 144,000 witnesses will stand triumphantly on Mount Zion with Jesus. And according to Matthew chapter 25, 31 to 46, Jesus referred to this group as brothers. These brothers of mine. The way a person treats this evangelist during the tribulation will reflect whether he's a believer in the message or not. Keeping in mind it will be extremely perilous and you know to aid and abet them. There will no doubt be on the Antichrist Antichrist most wanted list. But the lesson is that God's man or woman is indestructible until God finishes with him here on earth. There is nothing Nothing can happen to you that put your trust in him. As long as you, you put your trust in him, nothing will happen to you. You are protected. Even though the devil will rear his ugly head, challenges will come. Your faith will be tried. You will pass through difficulties. Persecution will be there, just like we were told this morning, but in the end, nothing will happen as long as God, God is with you. As long as you put your faith in him, you are immune. According to Christianity.com, much debate and discord has resulted from the study of exactly who the 144,000 in the revelation, who they are. Christians agree 
The 144,000 does not indicate the total souls throughout history who will ultimately be saved from the wrath of the eternal damnation. Generally, Christians either interpret this verse as literally one for the 4,000 people, or they believe it is a definite number to symbolize an indefinite number of people. And according to Charles Spurgeon, in his sermon entitled, Believers, Glad Prospects, he gave an explanation of Revelation chapter 7, 4 to 9. The 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes with Judah and Benjamin joined together stand in equal position. Spurgeon declared, the day shall come when first and the last shall rejoin together in equal blessing of the Most High. He noted the tribe of Dan is missing, but explained we shall never understand all the things of God. Because when you read the lists, there are some that are not there. Some of the names that are not there. And there are some, especially jo Joseph. You know, Joseph and Manasseh, uh, Joseph had Manasseh and um, Ephraim. And these two were inherited, or rather adopted by the, by, by the father, Jacob. But if you go through this list, as we, as we read this morning, some of the names are missing. We have 12 tribes here, including Joseph. But Joseph was not there. When you add all this, when you add all of them, you have 14 tribes. But this goes back to the original tribe, original number, which is 12. So that's what he's saying here. How Dan, the tribe of Dan is missing. We cannot, not everything we can understand. We can just accept it the way it is. We shall never understand all the things of God. Now, Spurgeon described the great multitude, which no man could number, as the great gather of the Gentile multitude, redeemed by blood, numbered by God, never to be numbered by men, being like the sand on the seashore, innumerable. While the tribulation period will be a time of judgment, it will also be a time of unprecedented redemption. If we compare the, uh, verse 14, chapter 6, 9 to 11, chapter 20, verse 4, Isaiah eleven ten, and Matthew chapter 24, 14. These are obviously the, uh, believers in Jesus. The Lamb who has been washed in the blood of the Lamb and raptured into heaven prior to the tribulation. The crowd, the multitude. One comforting truth that we can glean from Revelation 
is that although Antichrist will have power over all people and languages, he will not deceive every individual. Verse 9 made it very clear that the preaching of the gospel by the 144,000 Jews witnesses will reach the multitude that no one can number from every language, every tribe and people. Therefore, even Satan's control will not keep people from receiving Christ individually. I want to make do some explanations on the words that we come across in order to understand it better. We begin with the, uh, verse one, uh, 7 verse 1. That the, the word there, the four angels, as it's explained, it seems to be God's divine agent associated with the judgment. The four winds represent destructive forces from every direction. On the, the mark on their foreheads is a seal. The seal are signs of ownership or authority that in the ancient times were stamped onto a document by pressing a signet or cylinder into a lump of clay at the point where the document was open and closed. Now we talk about the 144,000 may be, be taken either as an actual number or as a number symbolizing completeness which is 12 times 12 times 1,000, referring to all who will be saved. The children of Israel is understood by some as the church, the new Israel. If you go to Galatians chapter 6, verse 16, you can see that. We also look at the words. Here it explains the Judah we know is a place where uh, uh, Judah is placed first in this list of the Israelite Israelite tribes because Christ the Messiah is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Reuben is next as Jacob's first son. Dan and Ephraim are omitted perhaps because of their gross idolatry during the period of the judges, demonstrated by the incidents in Dan. Joseph and his sons Manasseh are both included as his Levi, bringing the number of the, tribe of the tribes to 12. The more we look at this, the more we will not understand it. 
But if we pay careful attention to these, to these words, we'll be able to understand better. It goes around, it goes up down to talk about the great multitude. In addition to praising God and the Lamb for providing salvation, they will later glorify God for judging Babylon and will proclaim the marriage of the Lamb. The white robes may be the garment of overcoming believers. The palm branches were typically waved by crown by crowd at victory. Victory that's when you have victory, that's where we wave the So in all these things, our faith is what is important. When we put our trust in Christ, his grace is upon us. Even though the time may be difficult, even though the period may be perilous, the only thing that can make the difference, the only thing that can save is our stand with Christ. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He has the key. He holds, he's the one that holds the, the four winds that were set to blow across the, across, the, across the earth to destroy. But with him, we are saved. Amen.